On today's episode, awards season is finally drawing to a close as we go over the recently announced Academy Award nominations. Let's get started. This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back with Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Eric. Snubs! All the snubs. <laughs> There's I mean, so many Oscar snubs. Oh, I know. So many. It's our wrong. Oscar edition. We get to talk about it finally. Hey. Yeah, we're fine. Eric's, Eric's just done. He doesn't even care hey, anymore. I'm so dedicated to this conversation. I came in with a slight case of pink eye that I got from my three-year-old yeah, just to talk to you guys bad from today. Here, everyone. You didn't wear sunglasses. You said bad. you were going to wear sunglasses inside. Oh, I did wear them. Oh, now she's going to look cooler than the rest okay. of us. Yep. We now oh, know who the better. star is above my, the break. My it's sunglass better. shield. <laughs> oh, no, it's you, so bright in here. Somebody get me a it's, drink. It's dark. Who's <laughs> always saying she needs to it's drink not on this sick, podcast? Just over. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows I'm in my sunglasses inside. <laughs> Nobody can see. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Oscars. They're finally here. It felt really long. This journey that we've all been it gets on together, longer every year. It's it's <laughs> just been a heck of a ride. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed doing it with you both, but I'm ready. I'm ready for the Oscars to happen now because it has it's especially felt very long, long. At least in my case, when there's when none of the best picture nominees you're like especially passionate about. Yeah, which kind of I've realized is kind of the case for me this this year. I think same with other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I can recognize that they're great movies, but there's always there's a difference between you know being able to recognize a great movie and being really personally moved by it, you know, mm-hmm. or like being able to truly say it's one of your favorites. Yeah, and I feel like there were more nominees last year that I genuinely really like would call some of my favorite movies than this year. Yeah, at sure. least in terms of the nominees. No, I, I get where you're coming from, too. I think that's been the case for a lot of people. Like, usually the reason why every year is because there's, a, like, a three-headed race for Best Picture or whatever. It's because yeah. those were the ones that really stand out the most to people. Here, I think this is a case where they're all solid movies, but there isn't a clear-cut uh, No, there's no clear-cut. But, I mean, like, looking at the, the list, I like Black Panther. I like Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. I like most of them. Yeah. But I don't really... You know, I don't love, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, that's something I've been thinking about when I see them. It's like, I don't know, I just don't really care. <laughs> I can tell you're not as enthusiastic as like you were last year with Shape of Water. I, yeah, I mean. Because I, I remember our conversations. Yeah, and I'm like, I loved. Oh, and that they, movie was weird. They're just more movies. To, <laughs> he was so excited about it. What happened just, to Eric? Yeah. <laughs> the now, best movies of the year were nominated for Best Picture. That's what happened. Now we have normal yeah. movies and Eric is like, mm, there's no fish sex in this. So I'm not interested. <laughs> no. Uninterested. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. It didn't excite inter- my passion. It's been an interesting <laughs> uh, ride leading up to this. That's for sure. And I think it's gotten even more interesting, actually. Now that we have all these nominations. Yeah. I think there's a lot to digest in here. Yeah. I mean, definitely just dive right in, I guess. Yeah. Should we drive right in with the biggest? Yeah. We'll just go from the top down. Category. Mm -hmm. Best picture. So the nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. 
So go ahead. <laughs> I was just judging like the the tone of how you pronounce each of those Roma those titles. On I tried not to gag when I said Roma, but that's fine. Detected a little malice there. It's a good movie. It's it's fine. It's a, it's a good Again, streaming yeah, video that that I mean, was it might never be shown in theaters. To say you know, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a moving film. It's gorgeously shot. It's not a movie that I can honestly say like I fell in love with. I don't know. Mm. You know, it's a really, really well done movie. Doesn't mean that it's going to be one of my favorites. I didn't even get, though it'll probably win. I didn't get to see it. It didn't even come to the theater here. <laughs> the only the only <laughs> way you can see it. Yeah. I didn't see it. It what didn't play in the theater here. <laughs> I did, to be was... fair, I didn't see some of these other ones, but they came to the theater. <laughs> I just chose not to see it. <laughs> well, you make a very uh, good case there. Yeah. No, I chose not to see it because I've been sick for like six months. Well, this... This list is bizarre. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The nominations aren't surprising because uh-huh. we've seen these names pop yeah, up for a it's, while. It's, but they're just interesting because these movies are, you know, the best of the best. Like what people think are like the top movies of the year. Bohemian Rhapsody, like half of people, half cr- of critics don't like it. Yeah, slightly more same, than half. You know, and, it's not a very universally acclaimed movie by I, any means. I mean, sure, it is a box off his head and that can play a part in it like the people really like it that should mean something i suppose but in terms of best of the best i wouldn't say it's one of them necessarily and the same can go with vice like vice mm-hmm. it's i mean i don't think it's fair to compare it to it not being as good as the big short but other than that though like it's yeah. still not oh. being given that much attention like there's not much love for it other than um the act the leading actor and actress uh in christian bale and amy adams but it got a whole lot of nominations here as well that I find a bit yeah, confusing I, for not I, many people I don't get it, it that much. I mean, I already kind of gave my thoughts on it, and I've, my thoughts have kind of evolved over time too, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, we'll get to like the best director and mm-hmm. the other things here. Well, but. let's go through some of these nominees. Black Panther, everybody assumed it would be nominated. Yep. The first it uh, was a superhero little... movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, which is notable. I don't want to, you know, shortchange no. that. Yeah. You know, it's... it's about Notab- time, you Notable, know, the- but expected. Very much expected. Yeah. And well, especially after all the backlash with the most uh, popular, most popular category <laughs> that they were going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, that thing. Okay. Seems so long ago now. Yeah, this year was long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, especially with all that. Um, but on top of that, it's also very uh, political. Like it's, oh, it's a topical it's, it's film. It's changing yeah. uh, the industry as well. It's very topical. And it, it does deserve it at the same time, though. It is a very, very good movie. Yeah. I, I don't see any problems with that. I think everybody, like I said, expected it and mm-hmm. it's kind of very like a, a crowd a crowd pleasing. Mm-hmm. And you want to see those uh, in there. Thing to see in the nominees. They have ten available slots. You want to see a few crowd pleasers <laughs> yeah. in there. And I guess that could be what was uh, the reason why Bohemian Rhapsody got in there as well is because it was such a crowd pleaser as well. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Well, but I but we'll get there. I, I'm with you guys though. Like I don't quite understand <laughs> that. Um Black Klansman I think was extremely topical. It's yeah. Spike Lee I'm so coming happy back to the here. game. I See, feel Black like... Klansman was another one. I it was very well done, but it, it's not in it's not one of my favorites of the year. I don't know. I yeah. I think it's it's most commendable uh, accomplishment is probably why Spike Lee got nominated is because it is able to walk an incredibly fine line between like balancing its tone you know the subject matter but the execution of it yeah like he's finding the comedy that's just inherent in the absurdity of the premise Mm -hmm. but it's there's no like he's not he's not uh 
afraid to like treat the serious part of the subject matter with the seriousness mm-hmm. it it requires. Totally, it's you know there's no artificial humor there. It's just the abs- you know the absurdity of the premise. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it, it's a very good tonal balance. Mm-hmm. And I like to see that because it surprisingly did well commercially and in areas I didn't think it would do well. Oh, and, okay. And I think that a lot of people were kind of surprised by how they may have enjoyed it and stuff and so i think that that's one of the best things about movies too you know it's it's the best one of the best like methods of communication you can get these perspectives and you know yeah perspectives on these stories that some people may not take to as well otherwise but if Mm -hmm. you can see it presented in a really entertaining movie you know it might be easier to well, I think it Change didn't your mind have an outward agenda. Although everybody can say it's a race relations film, there is an agenda there. It's from a black director. There's probably a perspective, but I don't think it came across that way. And I played it in a lot of places that you wouldn't think it would have played well, mm-hmm. and it did great. And I think there was a lot of interest in the in the performances oh, of yeah. it no, and stuff. So John David Washington and mm-hmm. Adam Driver incredibly entertaining the entire time to watch. Yes. They, yeah. they definitely were. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the tonal balance is there, and it gets at a very serious themes and subject matter in a way that, you know, is kind of accessible to more people, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pull any punches, right. I guess. And I just think people were really excited to see Spike Lee come back with something mm-hmm. that was mature, not like... Yeah, I mean, he's never been nominated before no. either, and so... So it was yeah, you got one. a lot of love here, which is really cool oh, to yeah. see. Mm-hmm. So our next film was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. Not super <laughs> excited about this. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a good movie, but I just don't think it's best picture worthy. No, it's... Right. In my in my own personal It's It's a very, opinion. very... Like I've been always saying, you've seen the, this, this formula of biopics a billion times before. Mm-hmm. And aside from Rami... How do, okay, Rami? Rami. Rami, okay. I need, I need to internalize Rami. that. Rami. Mm-hmm. Aside from Rami, nothing else really, I don't know, just stands out. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, the last 20 minutes, the AIDS concert was very great to watch. But That's because the original performance was awesome. Yeah, exactly. So you know, just redo that and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And but. it's and it's really cool that they were able to do it. But I agree with you. Rami Malek's performance is yeah, it but made a lot of money. Really but the movie but what does one actor's performance like carry the whole picture oh, to yeah. a Sometimes, best picture? Yeah, a lot of times, I oh, guess. Yeah. I mean, I could make an argument that last year's um, best actor front runner Gary Oldman was what made Darkest Hour so great, even That's more true. so than this movie. I would say, you yeah. know, the movie is littered about Winston Churchill. Yeah, absolutely. This movie is mostly about Freddie Mercury, but it's you know about Queen. There's a whole endlessly covered things where, you know, the band didn't want to have their legacy tainted. Mm. And and that I feel like that ultimately comes across. It's a very safe movie that had to get the approval from so many different people that it just kind of got watered down. You could kind of feel it in the movie as well. Yeah. It's a nice, mm. safe, fun time. Mm-hmm. And people, hey, people liked it. Like, I mean, they went to the movie. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they turned up at the I, theater. I yeah. enjoyed I, it, but I don't know if I enjoyed see, it because the movie was so good, or Rami Malek was so good, or I just really like Queen music. Yeah, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I feel like just in I the think moment, it's two out of three of those. I feel yeah. like in the moment, it gave people ex- most people exactly what they wanted. They probably wanted to go see a movie about Queen. 
Yeah. That's I did. I did. You go. It's and a movie. It's about Queen. There you go. The music <laughs> check makes you feel so good leaving it that that stays with you. Yeah. And see, one thing I've always curious about is how correlated box office attendance is with like the actual lasting impact of the movie that people take away. Like did people really love it or did they just happen to a lot of people happen to go see it because it's about queen. And then afterwards, you know, you don't think about it. I don't know. No, that's fair. I mean, you can make that case with a lot of, uh, big budget movies. I mean, that's like the, one of the longest like patterns in cinematic histories. There are so many examples of movies that, you know, you could say people didn't go see in the theater, but for a multitude of reasons, the lasting, the staying power, mm-hmm. they're just so much more remembered than the biggest movie of that year. Yeah, you know? I mean, a lot of times the biggest year. movies, <laughs> the biggest box offices, people don't talk about them even as soon as the next year. Yeah. So. I think, and to add to your point, I think I that's why I appreciate slow burner films so much. Yeah. The ones that come out not very big, but last so much mm-hmm. longer. I feel like that's true quality filmmaking well, yeah, because it yeah, has good word of mouth. Yeah, and they exactly. were surprises. That's a good combination of having a, you know, as as stigmatized as the word can be sometimes, a mainstream approachable story or yeah. film execution married with good word of mouth that just gradually builds over time. And those are the kind of movies that, you know. So in the last year, I thought that Crazy Rich Asians was a perfect example mm-hmm. of of that one that grew over time and just became its own phenomenon. Yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. It was just, yeah. it was always there. It was just always there. But it wasn't there in an obvious Mm-mm. spotlight way. It was just, no. you know, every week after week. It's oh, like, oh, it's, it was surprising. It's still there. Okay. Yeah. People are still I thought going that to was a, a good one. Um, I don't know if any, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh no, the well, pink guy. <laughs> well, it's while growing. she's, while she's dying, uh, should we go to the, Oh, our thoughts well, on the what were you gonna say or? though what was, you were gonna i don't know say how long you're gonna take so <laughs> feel free no. to take as much time as you need oh my gosh something <laughs> shot the back of my throat she's got pink eye in her throat <laughs> it's spreading <laughs> we'll just cut that out <laughs> that's what the magic of editing <laughs> i was gonna say that of <laughs> on this list <laughs> are you trying to think of anything I on this list say, that's a slow burner yeah maybe star is born is the closest I think so. one Probably because of shallow. Wait, made. <laughs> I mean, I went into the gas station yesterday after work and shallow was playing in there. I feel yeah. like, you know, even if that's Timeless. like 99% <laughs> of the thing people are remembering from that movie. I mean, it's going to win the song the, for a It's doing the, it's, it's making it work. Honestly, when it comes to A Star is Born, I, that's my personal front runner right now. To win. Yeah, Mine if too. I look at this list of nominees, the movie I most enjoyed is probably A Star is Born. Either a Star is Born and Black Panther, but I'm not really thinking that Black Panther is going to win. Um, but yeah, for me, I would probably choose between that and a Star is Born. <laughs> oh my God! But it, <laughs> but, but it really has. Um, but the, when it comes to a Star is Born, like it really has kind of dropped in terms of buzz. Like I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the the immediate. Well, I mean, I guess we'll get to Star is Born, but yeah. it is interesting to see how that was the front runner when mm-hmm. it came out. Everybody loved it, but it yeah. hasn't won a single best drama, best picture award yet. And yeah. I don't think it and will. It's gotten close to winning best actor and actor. We'll get to that as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. 
favorite is next. Yeah, I mean, that's not a surprise. No. Pretty much every other ceremony, it gets it's among, if not the most nominated film. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise in terms of that, but I don't... Kyle's not very hot on it. I, I think it's fine. I I think the performances are good. It has good writing. It's shot well. I, I just don't get it personally, but I have I mean, said, that sounds I like a pretty good before, movie to me. I have said before, like, it's um, also not in my wheelhouse, so that can be a part of it, but... I liked it a lot. Why is a aside? Like, I yeah, just was I, not getting it. I thoroughly it. enjoyed it, but the more I reflect, part of me, I can't... I can't tell for sure how much I enjoyed it as a result of seeing it the day after I saw Mary Queen of Scots. And just because they're both period pieces with <laughs> oh, fancy costumes yeah. and it's just so much better than that movie. Sure. You know, in my you head I'm like You did not really enjoy that Queen of Scots one. God no. One of the worst <laughs> movies of the year. I mean it's not a terrible movie, but of the movies I saw one of the dullest. It was one of the movies where I wanted to I would I was I would have been really happy if it just the projector cut out and we had to get refunds and I could just go have an extra hour of my evening. <laughs> go watch the favorite again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no surprise there. Yeah. I think um, the favorite is becoming a darling of way inside the industry for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't think commercially outside of it, people are like, yeah, that oh, was good. Yeah, like I think totally. Shape of Water was also kind of that way but then people saw it and they're like okay i can see why this this yeah. has an air of commercialability about mm-hmm. it but the favorite doesn't have that and it's it's a tough sell in small mm-hmm. markets oh it's i think it's a tough sell just about anywhere really so it's really for a niche market it is yeah kind of i mean i yeah <laughs> I, I get exactly what you're saying it's just funny because you know this director's previous two movies like that kind of put them on the radar were just so much more this than the favorite is. And so when I saw the favorite and a lot of people are like, this is actually really accessible. Yorgos is Lanthimos movie. So that's kind of been in my head like, Oh, maybe this is kind of the, the most mainstream. So they're like it ce- can, celebrating it. Oh, cause this guy usually makes weird movies. Well, very weird or so, very, yeah, very he weird. Toned it, weird. He toned it down. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. praise him for toning it down. Well, not even praise him, but just more people are just, f- cause compared to the other two. Yeah. This movie is swear for a second. <laughs> compared to the other two movies, <laughs> a lot more people are seeing this one, but that I probably mean, just sure. shows that not very many people saw the other ones yeah. in their initial theatrical run. The mm-hmm. lobster is kind of taken on a second life. On like DVD and on demand stuff. That did right. play. That did play very well on the art circuit series mm-hmm. that I did. So the lobster was good, but I didn't know if it was so good because the film was good or because Colin Farrell was just so good in oh, it. Oh, both. I love that movie. I still like the lobster more than Killing of Sacred Deer and The Favorite. I feel like yeah. um, Colin Farrell's underrated. Yeah. yeah. When he does actually good roles. I always hear yeah. he's people. Des- I, I see him described as like a, like a really amazing character actor with the face of a leading man. Yeah, kind of like Brad Pitt in a lot of ways. I feel like can be. When, I find he's so a lot of their best roles is more smaller scale, mm-hmm. kind of weird. I feel characters. like he's really charming, and there's something about certain actors that they just hold your attention on screen and even screen magnetism when he's in fantastic beasts i still feel like he is the best character Mm -hmm. of them all and i'm more interested in him and then and i was disappointed to find out shawnee depp the whole time but still i (laughs) want him to come back because i felt like he did that so well and if he can do that in a major franchise like fantastic beasts i'm sure 
on a smaller scale like the lobster he's just amazing you made the total recall remake bearable <laughs> do you remember yeah, that i see no. yeah i mean i saw it i saw it in a theater in norway in norway with english subtitles oh really and i was just like this movie is yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a bearable but yeah totally uh green book yeah this one is a surprising one it the got biggest or the Arguably the most controversial Best Picture nominee outside of Bohemian Rhapsody. But it yeah. overcame the odds, Eric. <laughs> what a story. I know. I, this one, again, is like Bohemian Rhapsody in that it's just meh. You know? It's, yeah. It's a meh one. And, it's kind of a schmaltzy. And the thing was, is while the brutal. critics have... <laughs> I, liked, I liked it a lot. I think while critics have praised it mm-hmm. um, from the beginning... Audiences never really I mean, connected. That's another misleading thing because if you look at the numbers, it is not among the most like acclaimed, praised no. Best Picture nominees. Like, no. it won a lot at at these circuit award circuits and stuff. Um, but when it first came out, the critics did say it was you know more critic. It got more critical praise than condemnation. And true, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. There's just been this underlying tone with it that the critics really like it, but audiences aren't connecting. Well, I think it's it's the reverse of Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's right. the feel-good movie for the audiences, but uh, Green Book is the feel-good movie for the critics. Yeah. I mean, it's still hard for me because I still haven't seen it. Kyle saw it, but... Yeah, um, best picture-worthy? Is it like Driving Miss Daisy? That's what everybody's comparing I it mean, to. Yeah, it has that comparison. And that usually it. has a bad, a bad underlying ring to it. Like that's not really a good thing. Well, in terms of the beats, well, not the beats. It, I guess, I guess there is a reason for why it has that comparison. Uh, the real selling points of the of the movie are Viggo Mortensen and Marshall Ali. And see, Viggo's like, another soak person. Up the I'm... screenplay, which is a solid screenplay, and they make you feel for these characters they make you really invested in this story then in this journey and i think really because of those performances that's why the movie is being considered to be one of the best um i like the movie but i can see the argument for it being for people questioning like why it's really considered to be in the best picture category yeah see but i think it's really based on the performances like that's that's interesting because a lot of people now are kind of hating on vigo he oh, was because yeah. you know made it, some comments. It, well, it, it, not even just that, correct. just his just his performance. Like he has like a very stereotypical, like, hey, kind of you know right. accent that sounds kind of forced, I guess. And yeah, he did fine. Just you know, it's just interesting. And part of me wonders, like, it seems kind of easy for people if they kind of have a a negative bias towards a movie that that kind of just extends and they start seeing negatives and other things. So like, I'm sure Vigo's fine, but a lot of these com- contra- or complaints are coming from people who have problems with the movie itself. So then they extend it to his character. I, I mean, I, under- I understand the accent. Maybe it's not the best, fine, whatever, but really Vigo is able to make this character become likable when he isn't in the beginning. And it, it makes you root him as well as Mahershala as a uh, excuse me as well as Mahershala's character and I feel like if a movie can make you see the characters and want to root for them and not yeah so much just see actors being actors I think that's why it's getting a lot of love I think it just boils down to you know there's a more niche group who really are not fond of its handling of you know race relations and a lot of the tropes, like the magical Negro trope and the white savior trope, and all these and other that things, you only get 
like yeah. acceptance through so paid service. There's that group of people who are That's not very so fond of it. But That's then, the whole argument with Driving Miss Daisy, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, okay, Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, it's a very, very prevalent yeah, criticism yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like an even bigger one, which may, maybe is kind of the thing mainstream audience are seeing, is that it's just kind of like a, a little, like I said, kind of a schmaltzy, sentimental, kind of mm-hmm. like very feel-good movie. And yeah. it's kind of like... You do feel good by like, the we're end. Kind of like, I did feel like, good. <laughs> I feel good, but do I really want to feel this good? Like... I it's was, just it's very kind of spoon feeding, like making you feel really good about it. It's just kind of almost to the point where it starts feeling artificial. Yeah, I I will give you that. Like there are, there can be moments, especially towards the end, where you're like, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah they're really wanting me to feel good, and it's working. <laughs> are there any are there any musical s- passages in the movie with like just very triumphant, inspiring music or jazz? Like, see, One this is the kind scenes. of movie I can yeah. see where, like, the string starts swelling and, like, maybe a singer starts, you know, there's vocals that start playing and it's like a, the lyrics are just like. The final scene for sure. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like I know the which exact give, feel. Which I will give you. And then there's a another scene, like, a little bit before that where you could make that argument, but I would disagree. To I feel like sense. the music's going to swell and the camera kind of starts raising up into the sky as the two of them are like. <laughs> joking as they walk or drive away into the distance bodies and then it kind of yeah. fades to white or fades to black mm. and... well, i mean yeah then you I... get randy newman you then you get the little tech you get the little text on the screen like <laughs> tony and don went on to become best friends which apparently isn't true i feel but, like you yeah. have seen this because that line is <laughs> that line is in there at the end. See, this is what i'm saying it's the most you know yeah kind of like bohemian rhapsody this is a very by the numbers safe movie that tackling very complicated issues but in a very of audiences like superficial it, way. Do. It's like fondant yeah. over a cake. It's really super sweet and it's made to look good, but it's not necessarily great when you eat it's it. It's like it's like the best. It. It's like if Albertsons made a bunch of the their cakes, this one like this one just came out the prettiest. You yeah. Know? It's still a mass produced <laughs> very you know, not not the best quality, but it looks nice. But it looks nice. Um so after Green Book, we have Roma. Yep. I will save my hatred for this for another time. <laughs> you have to explain your hatred for this movie. I've because explained it, it you haven't so even many seen, times. I know, but you haven't seen the movie. It's, so people might get confused. They're like, well, how do you hate this movie so much if you haven't even seen it? I'm not racist or anything. I just hate Netflix. <laughs> and that's the distributor. Yes. it's It comes down to an industry thing. It comes down to that Netflix wants to use awards to legitimize their movies and their movie industry, but they don't want to actually play the movies in theaters, which is the whole point of movies, I think, in my yes. opinion. Yes, absolutely. And, I would agree. And so, partially to qualify for awards, they hand select a few independent theaters and then they play it for the bare minimum yeah. required run to get them in their awards. And then they stream it on Netflix. So, yeah. and I, I'm not so mad at Netflix. Obviously, they want their own model. I get what they're doing. I'm more mad at creatives like Alfonso Cuaron who side with Netflix and then come up with some stupid excuse like, oh, I wanted audiences to actually <laughs> well, see my I movie. I feel like it's getting a little personal. No, he has the power. He, is a, he won an Academy Award for Gravity. He has the power and the clout to be able to have his movie in theaters. That there, yeah. He could, can't say there wasn't a studio that wasn't going to distribute his film. I mean, if 
Netflix was the one paying the highest bidder to get that yeah, movie. I think that, I think. I mean, that even means... its theatrical run, though, it was like one of the most profitable foreign subtitled films in years during its theatrical run. And Alfonso has come out and been like, I I know for a fact, like, there's not going to be an audience, I don't unlike he, my past movies, yeah. that are going to go out that. and see this. But really, but it's, it's like, oh, the Netflix just paid me the most. I need to come up with an excuse that doesn't like make me no look way like to a, know a greedy this. bastard so over I'm going to go with the more optimistic way. I think he just, <laughs> he made a very personal autobiographical film that he wanted to make for a long time. Now, he he was at the point in his life where he felt like he could make it. He was very proud of it. And probably couldn't really care less about if it made a lot of money. He just wanted people to see it. Then why didn't he go with the studio and actually play it in theaters? Because people wouldn't... I mean, it's not hard to believe that people aren't... It's not going to be the number one box office performer oh, yeah. of the weekend. you just said he doesn't care about making money and he just wanted people to see it, He there is a targeted core audience that would have gone out and seen something that good. Yeah, People are seeing The Favorite. Maybe. I don't know yeah, why... Yeah, but The Favorite's in color. It's in English. Yeah. It has recognizable established actors. Do you remember The Artist? Make that much money. <laughs> the Artist was a black and white film. Yeah, it was a with, silent film. Yeah, and it, it did... a French film. It did amazing. And it was people... kind of a novelty film, though. People were like... You know, these well, movies haven't been how, made in 80 years. That's how how you market it, too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very different type of movie. It's a very, you know, it's like a personal, just uh, an artist's personal reflection on his childhood. And, and I don't think that he shouldn't make it or it shouldn't be on Netflix. I don't think you should get to use awards for industry to legitimize your business yeah, but see, model. I feel like that, but then you're mad at Netflix. Then. Yeah, that's on Netflix. I find that yeah, he, he just he just made a movie and he happened to make a really good movie. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just okay. I mean, I mean it's, it's my my emotional impact of it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good, but it's a very beautifully crafted movie. It is beautifully crafted. I will give it that. Like it, it it's, it's gonna direction, win cinematography, sound design, mm-hmm. performance. You know. The dialogue, the mm-hmm. understated drama of everything—you know—it's a very, very beautifully put together movie. Yeah, I guess I'll you just—you don't see other filmmakers like Spielberg or, um, oh, who am I thinking of? <laughs> no, <laughs> James Sp- Cameron. Mm-hmm going to netflix they want their movies in theaters well and spielberg so- has come out and said that he doesn't want to go down that route yeah spielberg's a very very hard line against the netflix thing right. but there's also but i'm saying that juggernauts like martin scorsese i just don't i just don't think alfonso netflix. is part of this you know and he, i don't like scorsese either just, and he hasn't made a good film in a long time ouch that's brutal. not true but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um we will debate that on another time. wolf of wall street <laughs> It's been a while since it's been the... five years, four yeah. years, five years. A lot of directors don't even make a movie every four or five years. But anyways, I don't think Alfonso is at fault. He just oh, made no, a personal project. He happened to go with Netflix because he wanted more people to see it. I feel like that's... I, I just feel like that's such a hollow excuse. Oh, I want more people to see it. Well, you, you he can't more guarantee people more people will see it. We never get numbers. I feel like you can. So you can't debate it. Like, I feel like you can, though. I don't, for the but type you of movie get, it is, you, you never know? get numbers from Netflix. You have no idea. I know, but it's on. It's on Netflix forever. You know, it's there. People, that this is just. It's not the type of movie that a lot of people are going to pay money out of pocket to go see. If it's on Netflix, most people when they see movies on Netflix, 
that's the same thing as seeing it for free. You know, yeah, they pay the monthly subscription, but it's on Netflix. They can just watch it in the comfort of their own home. They don't have to pay money. If they turns out they don't like it, they don't feel like they wasted money on a ticket. They're not going to go spread negative word of mouth to people. I feel like it was a very logical decision that he made. You know, I yeah. again, I, I'm with you mostly on the right. industry side. I think most people should want to see movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. And as I'm a result, studios well. should want to put their movies in the theater. I guess I'm just kind of trying to defend Alfonso because, right. like, it wasn't he's, his responsibility he's a very, for this to be he's, nominated. He's a very he's a beautiful person. You know, I he's love his movies. Person. He has a very, very, very good outlook on things. He's, and I recognize that this was just like a passion project that he needed to make. And well, maybe we should remember that next time he wants to make a movie for the theaters. Be like, where were you, Alfonso, when your passion well, I'm project? I'm sure the next movie he makes, Netflix. if it's semi-accessible to the mainstream, it probably will be in theaters. Or whatever studio gives him the highest bidder as well. Like, it's all it's all a bidding war as well. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Gravity is the, was the last movie he made. If he, he already proved, you know, he's not against going with studios. They know it's a movie that's going to be commercial or has the potential to be commercial. With Roma, I can't blame him for thinking that there is no way this movie is going to make a lot of money at the box right. office. There's just, you know, it's the kind of movie it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess there's like two parts to that argument. Either he doesn't care about the money at the box office and therefore it doesn't matter if it plays because he doesn't care about the money or he does care about the money and he felt like he was getting a better deal at Netflix. Either way, he sold out for money. Uh, uh, I, don't, I just, I don't think so. It, it, it doesn't seem like the type of guy that he's sells not. Out. That's what Maybe I'm saying. Maybe that's where he's duping you guys. No. Because there are other main big directors with a lot of clout that don't do put their movies on Netflix. So well, we're seeing more always, and more each day that I know, but there's upcoming there's, directors are it's doing not, the Netflix route as well. This is this is a ironic statement, but it's not black and white, you know? <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> it's not it's not black and white. I feel like, you know, it's he's it's just the director who was presented an option that wasn't really available in even four three, four years ago. All of a sudden this is a new option. It coincides with a very specific type of movie and the match made the most sense. So anyway, back to the Oscars. It's uh, probably going to win Best so- Picture. It's a good movie. It's a very, very well-made movie. I don't love it. I don't love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, no surprise whatsoever that it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, Eric, I, I have to be right there with you, too. I mean, it is really well-crafted. I get what he was going for. It's shot beautifully. Like, it's definitely... But it's, it's just uh, a type of storytelling that I'm not completely fond of i wasn't as attached as i think many many other people were leading to it being why it's been nominated for so much but i i do get it part of me also wonders how many people and this is just like a cynical really thinking out loud well just personally internalize it and loved it yeah i feel like a lot of that which is very prevalent are people especially with auteur directors you know they're like oh my god this is like they're praising the director more than the movie itself. It could be. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like our takeaway is probably the majority. Yeah. I feel like most people are like, yeah, the movie's beautifully made. I was a little bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. There were some really beautiful scenes. Yeah, it's a good movie. 
Yeah, because we're the smartest people, obviously. <laughs> we're the experts. Yeah, that's why. Uh, well, a star was born. I love. I just. One. I always love our Roma and Netflix conversations. Ugh. Like it probably sounds like to people that we're like always mad at each other for talking about no. it. But I. No, it's just a very complicated yeah. industry. I just. Thing. I do I, love talking about it I because love it, I mean, like I'm saying, this wasn't an issue three yeah, even right. three years ago, and it really goes to the heart of like these questions we got to ask like are we making movies to see in theaters is it about the experience is it about the movie is it about the emotions and do those emotions are they better executed by viewing them in a theater or not i mean yes, you are. are talking about the whole exhibition industry mm-hmm. and then you've got the creative side which are the people that actually make the films and then you've got which this, is how they all get voted yeah, yeah. and you got the studio side which is the people that distributes them and puts the money up for them and Obviously, distribution doesn't want to go through exhibition anymore. They want to cut out the middleman. And you like to sit here and hope that all the people on the creative side want get into that industry and create stuff to see their movies in theaters. But I'm what I'm thinking now as we move forward is they don't care. (laughs) I mean, they really could care less. So now you've got two of the three industries really don't care, not caring about exhibition at all. And what does that mean for the future? I do of think how consumers. Oh, it's a very you know enjoy and it's consume like a very these. philosophical question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if the if the creative side, it if that's not your partner anymore, if you don't get into it for this experience, what is your experience? And is it just? I can see where they like pieces like Netflix because Netflix turns out what like a hundred movies a year, and yeah. you got back-to-back paychecks and stuff so i get like their future is really going to be closely tied to netflix and this idea of this enormous output that netflix can do that district that exhibition can't get through you can't get through that many movies and have them do well and all that in theaters all the time there's a whole lot of other politics at play there oh yeah so i get it but i just I can't help but sit here and look at the love that Roma is getting on this and just feel so slighted for exhibition that, you know, this, the, the creative side is just giving out all this praise for a film that they, that no one get, no one else gets to have any. Yeah. Like, no, I understand it completely. Yeah. And it, that's why I'm anything good with comes you. From I'm it. with you on the exhibition business side yeah. of it, you know? I've always gone to the movie theater. It is by far the best way to experience a movie. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, it's just we're now in a time that's never been like this before. And there's a lot of questions being raised <laughs> that we do not have answers for yet. Right. So, so we, we hash it out here amongst ourselves. But this is a big crisis happening, oh, it's, especially it's as a game changer from here on out as distribution, the studios move to having their own streaming platforms. And mm-hmm. what does this mean for, for exhibition and, and, and really what does it mean for the relationships between the three? Like is, is, um, distribution going to be able to like keep their thumb on expi- exhibition? Like they have been in the past, like, well, we supply all the, yeah. all of them, like the media for you. So we get to make all the rules. Well, <laughs> you're not supplying media <laughs> for us anymore. We're going to go out and find our own. Yep. What does this mean for alternative content and other independent filmmakers? And I know just a lot of questions, chaos. but it's just sad to see, like, I'm sure Roma is a great film. I know I'm not picking on Roma in general. It's just the idea that Netflix got 10 nominations. Like they tied for the favorite for the most nominations. 
Yeah, when it had just the most bare bones. Yeah, it had. You know, just obligatory theatrical run. Just like, okay, we'll get this over with. Now we can, now we can legitimize ourselves. Right. And I just, I I get mad at the creative side for enabling that behavior because I feel like it's so lecherous. Like they're just leeching off yeah. of what it, it's taken a hundred years to build and legitimize. Mm-hmm. No, I get, I, I get it. And that's why I love yeah. this eternal philosophical <laughs> film related yeah. question. You know, I don't know, it's interesting. Said, it gives you something to think about. That being said, Roma's probably going to win best picture. Yes. Yeah, and, this doesn't, <laughs> and this doesn't help. This does not help the Academy in legitimize themselves in the future. They just look silly now and because no one really saw that film i mean i mean a lot of the films that they usually nominate and get win most people don't see I yeah know, but this is like <laughs> continuing that problem and i don't think nominating netflix films is going to keep them current or you know make into the future i think nominating films like black panther that played had really long runs, had lo- big word of mouth. It, Black Panther grew over time because it was just such a good film and it became such an event for people. I mean, you had people pretty good movie. dressing up at the theater to go to it. Yes. I want to see more films like that that become these cultural things that unite people like in these events. Be, be awarded for that. Yeah. They, I mean, that makes but isn't people the whole, feel like a community. Part of me, if I'm understanding this correctly, a large part of now that I'm learning like through you and the business side of it is that the Oscars should be able to also function as like a, like a second wind for these movies. Yeah. So that, you know, when people see that they're getting all these nominations, they're like, Oh man, that's the best of the best. I should go check it out. And it Mm -hmm. gives a nice, like adrenaline shot into the industry, into the box office. Oh yeah. Especially at a time of the year when it's so slow right now. But I mean like everybody who was going to see Black Panther probably saw it like twice so like i sure did <laughs> like you know i yeah it doesn't I don't, help I don't know. the commercial like sometimes it it doesn't help the commercial if everybody's went and saw it like if star is born were to win i feel like enough people went and saw it that you won't see a bump mm-hmm. in its grosses after it wins but at the same time i really don't can't speak to that because for the most part even like every, even though everybody saw Black Panther, those films have never really won. So we've never mm-hmm. had the experience to go and market that, saying this was a phenomenon in the early part of the year. Now it's the winner, it you know, and then to go yeah. and and experience that again. That this just never happened before. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that would give it a big bump. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe everybody's like, oh, I went and saw that. I'll go watch it on know. streaming now. I feel like there's just this ever elusive carrot and a stick dangling in front that is a common ground between are they rabbits? very <laughs> very good movies that for whatever reason don't play or don't perform well and movies that do perform well that maybe aren't that good and we don't know why that sometimes happens you know it's i don't know i feel like that's there's too many things that we're asking the oscars to do that, that Sometimes, they can, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. maybe that is just fundamentally impossible. You're never going to be able to yeah. find a common ground that answers all of these And I'm not saying they answers should, all of these the best picture things. should always be the most commercial picture of the year. There should be oh God, other no. things to it. Like, Black Panther had this whole 
identity around it. Like people mm-hmm. for the first time saw a superhero that looked like themselves and it became yeah, this really absolutely. big thing. I feel like Avatar, when it came out and it was this huge billion dollar movie, mm-hmm. it, but it also ushered in this whole technological era of 3D. Oh yeah, theaters have never gone back after yeah. Avatar. So I feel like that needs to be recognized Absolutely, some, yeah. in some way. And I don't know if the Academy... The way that they nominate, the way that they vote, is equipped for that yet. I don't. No, I mean because it just comes down to this very like, you know, arbitrary, which one's better than the rest? Yeah. And, you know, maybe that, as stupid as this may sound, maybe the best popular film thing might have been onto something where yeah. it's not. It's not getting at a ranking it right. against others. Yeah. It's trying to get at like <laughs> what encapsulated this year. Eric, no. You know? <laughs> Maybe that's like a better. I mean, like Black Panther, y- in many ways, is the movie of 2018. You know, yeah. Whether or not it's your favorite, whether or not you liked it the most, you know, it, that take take your personal preference out of the equation. In many ways, it is the movie of, right. of 2018. If you look at like how much the movie was talked about on social yeah. media, or it was an undeniable or... event, and yes, right. we're now in an age where. Most of the movies are quote unquote events, ten pole things, but yeah. it was the true. It was a true phenomenon, right? So. Like you, it was one that you had to see and then go see with friends. Mm-hmm. And I and I just want more films to be recognized for that because I feel like that is at the core of why we go see movies. Is yeah. we go uh, yeah. to them to get an emotional experience and to share it with others. Mm-hmm. And any movie that can create that on a mass scale should be praised. Yeah, whether it was Avatar or black panther or whatever lord of the rings yeah i mean lord of the rings were beautiful beautiful films with yeah. excellent performances like, and i mean the third one fuck it won it won best picture um <laughs> like against all, you know all odds it's just this high fantasy movie but against all odds it did it yeah everybody <laughs> saw me. that thing it's still one of the most talked about movies mm-hmm. or series of movies ever yeah People will be watching it for the rest of time. I feel like Harry Potter's were that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there are just certain phenomenons that you know, you need to appreciate. And I feel like Titanic. That's, that's what the Academy has missed out on. And I don't know how we capture that again. And I feel like yeah. the, <coughs> the, there are some nominees that got left off this list that people wanted to see that, like Crazy Rich Asians. It captured... Yeah, the zeitgeist. Yeah, and it was fun. Like, oh yeah, people do like comedy, fun, heartfelt comedies again. I don't know. It should be recognized in some way, and it's just not. Yeah, that was a really, <laughs> really long conversation about yeah, Roma. Guys, we didn't even get the Vice. We haven't even gotten through the Best Picture. Category. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah. We don't My need gosh. to talk about Star is Born. Yeah, well, Star is Born. I mean, we already talked about it a little. Kind of, like, yeah. It was the early front runner. A lot of people loved it. It's a good movie. Great movie. Uh, probably won't win. It um, should. But it probably won't. Out of these nominees, I would be happy if it did, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was really well done from a first-time director, which is always awesome. Yeah, he had great source material, but he took that source material and made it modern. He yeah, really I mean, transformed it. Every he, classic story needs to be up, you know, adapted for the new generation. Yeah, one of the best performances out of... Um, himself sam sam (laughs) elliott yeah that (laughs) still stays with me to this day and that film 
for whatever reason, maybe it's just because it really works for American audiences, but I like still think about it and I still, I don't know, feel things about that film. When yeah. you bring up Stars Born, I feel all the sadness of losing the character and all the, like the, the depression and the angst of going through that and all the happiness for, mm-hmm. for Lady Gaga's character becoming the star. Like you just still feel that when you read the title. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't know why other people are forgetting, but I haven't. <laughs> I think I just got so caught up in the controversy around Bohemian Rhapsody and now Green Book. and Yeah. So yeah, forget, I mean, there was a lot that happened afterwards, I guess. They forget that that was just a good film with no controversy that had good, great performances that was overall done very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't seen a movie like that win Best Picture in what it feels like a long time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a very well-made welcoming movie every part of it's enjoyable well done everybody likes it yeah yeah um so vice we talked a little bit about that as well yeah we don't get why it got so many nominations like it's not like it got a whole lot of critical love it's a pretty average to mixed received movie first of all you know Take Christian Bale's amazing performance out of the equation Mm -hmm. which is kind of hard because the movie's about Dick Cheney yeah, for Sam Rockwell, for who was in it, less than Sam Elliott's in A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's performances are great, but it's I don't know, it's just it's a very not condescending, but like I don't know, it's a very cynical movie that just fills in the gaps with way too much sarcasm, and I don't know, it just tries to deflect the fact that it doesn't really know what it's getting at. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know why it's getting so much love. Uh, yeah. Again, maybe know. the performances I don't, I don't are either. what's carrying it. Yeah, I'm sure you could make an argument for the whole political stuff too. Whatever. But, but yeah, but that that's what's tough about it is because we can't play it everywhere. It the political leanings of it being more liberal. Well, it's an incredibly liberal movie, yeah. but that's ironically. <laughs> I feel like it's a movie that more conservatives would enjoy than you would really think, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't. Because they make. <laughs> Sorry. It's, I don't, they it's, don't it's, make Dick Cheney so bad. It's a bad. complicated thing, yeah. It just kind of. You watch the movie and you recognize that Adam McKay hates Dick Cheney. Like, it's supposed to be the scathing takedown of Dick Cheney. But he doesn't do a very good job of it, and you, it kind of becomes obvious, you know, that right. he's. He's he just doesn't. He just doesn't know enough woods. about Dick Cheney, and the personal bias comes way. It becomes way too obvious, and people don't really like that. You know, they don't right. like. You know, I don't. You know. Should have they, more. They facts can kind of see. It. They can kind of see through it. It's. It's like yeah, you don't have a whole lot of facts, but you really don't like them, and so you're gonna use a lot of crazy, weird humor, which is always funny. But I don't know. It's. It's just not a very good movie. It's very entertaining, but it's not a very good movie. Uh, so should this bring us into the best actor category? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> first um, best actor is Christian Bale yeah. for Vice. Absolutely and... should be nominated. No no doubt. He's always amazing. Yeah. And and that's what everybody says about <laughs> Vice. Like that, If they're like, why should I book Vice? It's like, so you can see Christian Bale <laughs> as Dick Cheney. That's pretty yeah. much it. Um, the next is Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born. I feel like this is really just telling Bradley Cooper, stay in your lane, buddy. You're an actor. We'll nominate you for being an actor. Your movie was good, but 
we gotta nominate the you know the legends yeah. you're here. not you're not quite <laughs> you can't a play with the big yet. boys yet yeah but you did a really good job your first time maybe one day you'll get there yeah but <laughs> stay in your lane but you'll get Keep a little recognition but no, no, you I thought actor he was, you I'm, I'm happy to see him nominated though in terms yeah. of acting he was great. he's my front runner I think front runner like in your favorite or you think will win in my favorite oh okay yeah who do you think will win Oh, we'll get through the list real quick. Then there's yeah, let's w- do that William first. Defoe for Willem. At Eternity. Willem, sorry. <laughs> Willem Defoe for At Eternity's Gate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody and Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. Now, I have a question. Is Vigo Mortensen really that actor or is he the supporting role? Like, is the film. From what Kyle told me, it's pretty much. They're. 50-50. Both leads. It's just interesting why, that. I guess it's from his perspective. I mean, so it's he like, gets the lead actor. I think he gets that's it. the lead. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you can make the argument that it's kind of like Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz yeah. uh, in The Favorite. It's a 50-50 split. I am, I, it is hard. I'm sure spot. Christian Bale will win, but since this is, uh, you know, it's not separating between drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, Vigo won a couple things. Rami's won a couple now, you know. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a toss-up between those three. Sadly, Bradley Cooper's not going to get it. Um, no. I'm a little surprised, though. Willem Dafoe got in here. Um, yeah. I thought it would go to, uh, I'm blanking on names My right now. My boy, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Which actually, yeah, have. Ethan Hawke. I thought it was going to go to Ethan Hawke for First Reformed, uh, but either way, it's a, they're movies that I haven't seen, so I can't really say much about them. Yeah. But who I would like to win would be Cooper, but I could see it going to Bale or Malick. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Best Actress. Here's one that has one of the biggest surprises. Yeah, <laughs> this one's interesting. So we'll get to that, but I mean, other than her, we have Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga, Starsborn, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever, Can you Ever Forgive Me, all very expected. Yeah. You know, no surprises there. But then, yeah, I'm going to butcher this name, like Yalitza Aparicio, I think, the yeah. main lead in Roma. Mm-hmm. She's never acted before. Uh, she just, you know... <coughs> was selected to be in this movie the movie like is revolves around her so uh, she's obviously the lead in it and she's very good it's a very understated subtle realistic performance you know yeah um kind of feel like she's just playing herself kind of like lady gaga first time actress like yeah first time in a movie really she's yeah. acted before but the role is really tailored to her she's just really mm-hmm. playing a version of her early self yeah that any and or just a a collection of experiences that anybody in her position could have probably gone through. Yeah. So, <coughs> but I, I think the, caught it. the, the, the big surprise, <laughs> the big Ugh. surprise here is that, um, uh, Aparicio, is that how you, I, that's how I Again, said it. <laughs> so sorry for butchering her, her, uh, her name, but I think it's surprising that not only is she a first time actor, first time nominee, in fact, but like, she just has no acting credibility to her. Like at least Gaga had some, yeah, like she well, she's an entertainer, you know. At and least she's an Lady Gaga well. has won so the big a Golden surprises. Globe too yeah. for um, oh, yeah, American uh, Horror yeah, Story. That's right. Yeah, she, so she has acted before. Yeah, and been acclaimed for it. Yalitza. And no one thought of her name even being considered. This to be kind of came out of nowhere. It, way you, out you, of all nowhere. of all of the reviews for Roma always praise her. Um, so and you know she's 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 been on the radar in terms of like great performances, but I don't think anybody was expecting to see like the actual Oscars. You know. So that's that's interesting. Um, 
most likely it's probably going to go to Glenn Close. I think it switched well, from Gaga to Close. Now. Well, I I don't know because Glenn Close has beat Lady Gaga and so has Olivia Coleman. I mean, those three. True. Again, yeah, since it's not separated Close between drama and comedy. have won. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to come down. It's going to be a showdown between Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman. Probably. Well, and, and they probably both are deserving of it. It's like that, you know, who ha- whose time is it up yep. more? Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I don't think anybody is ever going to give Melissa McCarthy her dues because she's a slapstick comedic actress and they mm-hmm. just don't ever want to praise her for when she does something dramatic Which is and weird really because good. Usually the Academy kind of loves that, you know? Like yeah. Somebody's shattering their typecast and doing something but radically have, different. She is a uh, pretty solid dramatic actress. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you look deeper into her uh, repertoire, like she actually has some. She's a good actress. She's a great actress. She just yeah. happened to be get her fame happened to skyrocket because of her Bride, Bride improv kind of very raunchy humor. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like that hurts her a little bit, even though it's undeserving. Absolutely undeserving. No, I mean, I've been saying this for a while that when it comes to the actress categories, like it's a tight race. Like there's more names I can name that should have been nominated in here. But well, we talked about it. We're like Tony um, Collette should have. Yeah, I mean, she should have been talked about. She's the best performance of the year. The year. And Easily. Emily Blunt probably should yeah. have been there, if not for Mary Poppins for Quiet Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. in either category, like you can make it, make if you're choosing. Uh-huh. I, I think Elsie Fisher from Eighth Grade, mm-hmm. very underrated performance, very underrated movie as well. Now, um, yeah, I didn't get any love here, did it? No, did it no. A, not even for like did sound. Get a I don't play? think. Not for screenplay. Yeah, didn't get a screenplay. Not for sound. I don't think yeah, you got anything. Yeah, and I wrote. Th- I wrote that a few days ago. Like eighth grade should have gotten a lot more love than yeah. That's why you did. look at the Independent Spirit Awards for that stuff. Yeah, true. But eighth grade no, and First Reformed will get a lot more love there. Outside of the lead actress for Roma, like these were all pretty set in stone. Yep. But it'll be an interesting race between Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, and Lady Gaga. It will be. Hey, yeah. I kind of hope this is just me that Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman split the vote, and Lady Gaga get edges <laughs> up and just gets it That'd because. Be cool. Everybody kind of splits on the other two. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I can't wait to see her Oscars dress. Sorry. <laughs> I just love her so much. Um, and then over to Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Mahershala Ali, Green Book. Adam Driver for Black yes. Klansman. <laughs> and it's Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. Yes. <laughs> uh, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Why? So, <laughs> right off the bat, though, I think all three of us are very yeah. happy that Mr. Elliott is getting represented here recognized his first Mm -hmm. nomination ever which i was totally shocked to learn that yeah he's like 74 or something he's been acting for like five six decades i thought he was gonna say five six years he's so good and he's been like a heartthrob and like this oh he's been everything he still is a heartthrob now he is i mean he's definitely a heartthrob but he's also just like just that wise mentor who you know he has the answers yeah he he He, has the answers he was just on an interview with kimmel Oh, I uh, saw the that other day. interview. Was and so he's good. so nonchalant about it for it being his first Oscar. He's like, <laughs> Which yeah, my wife sense. told me that morning that I got nominated. I said, that's cool. He's like, I don't want to do a speech. It was about <laughs> effing time. Yeah. About effing time. <laughs> he, is, he was humble, though, because, you know, he did say, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to the process, the creative process. Yeah. And it's nice to be recognized. So. Well, we all agree. There is that one scene in Star is Born. <laughs> just, yeah. It's like the he, fifth, sixth episode oh brought it up, but it we, is that good. Where he looks back and <laughs> he's reversing out of the driveway in that truck. And, and I just need he, to, I'm going to be like, Sam, Elliot, what were you thinking in your right. head to get that 
to get that look on your face. What have you seen? What are you remembering? <laughs> I know. And just red rimmed eyes with tears. And mm-hmm. it's so moving. Fighting so hard. Just, Fighting so hard to keep them back. Yeah. That's one of the best scenes in that whole movie. One of the best scenes and, of the year. Yeah. And it really has just stayed with it's again. I keep saying Star is Born. There are elements about it that have stayed with me. Yeah. And that singular performance by Sam Elliott the, in the whole movie, but that one scene is just so powerful. I, I just to, want I him to, to get I it need so to see bad. Star is Born again. Yeah. I only yeah. saw it that one I time. I think a lot of people I, need to. I need to see it again. I'm so happy that Adam Driver is me nominated too. on here as well. I was hoping John David Washington would. He would have gotten Best Actor, lead. but yeah, you know, he was, was always kind of an underdog. Uh, I could see Mahershala Ali being the one to win this, but yeah, I sure here. hope to heck that Sam Elliott wins. Me too. And Sam I, Rockwell doesn't need to be in here too. That should be Timothy Chalamet. Just saying. Yeah. I, I think it's just like, oh, look, he's being Bush. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I rooted for Rockwell last year. I was yeah, really he deserved that, it. He was in the movie. Yeah. He's barely in Vice. He's good, but as is kind of the main problem with Vice, it's funny but kind of substanceless. You know, I, I Richard know, E. Grant has been winning. He has no. He's, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna if yeah. it's not Mahershala, it'll be him. Oh, yeah. No, I really hope everybody just recognizes Sam Elliott and be like, you know what? We got to give this guy his I due, could, and this is a good role to do it on. Oh, yeah. I could see it being a Glenn Close situation too, to be honest. What do you mean? Oh, Sam. Oh, like it's his he's time. So he gets in it. The, yeah, he's so yeah. beloved in the industry. I'm hoping. And, yeah. He's crossed. I know many people didn't see um, Beautiful Boy, but Timothy Chalamet. Oh, he's great got, performance. He's already has so many amazing performances under his belt. He's gonna have a great career. Yeah, he's he gonna will. be around our whole lives, hopefully. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully. I'll be looking forward to every single one. I don't know why we're saying that he hasn't done anything bad. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. True. <laughs> Um, best supporting actress uh amy adams for vice i swear amy adams has been nominated like 10 years in a row she's always nominated she's gonna be the um (laughs) the leonardo dicaprio or what's the female equivalent equivalent not barbara streisand always close no not close (laughs) are you talking about meryl streep yes she's gonna be the meryl streep where she just keeps winning them all so yeah amy adams for vice uh marina d de tavira for roma big surprise regina yeah. king for if beale street could talk emma stone and rachel wise for the favorite yeah yeah i mean this once again the actress categories are so stacked yeah but i was very surprised to see um <laughs> the woman from roma uh get this last spot uh everyone else is not a big surprise though no they've all been nominated another yeah regina things. king's won pretty much every single time yeah. i think she's gonna so take this one it's pretty much a lock i I'd wonder say. if it's the same situation that i'm hoping will favor lady gaga where some people are voting Emma Stone. Some people are voting Rachel Weiss, and the votes getting split. And Regina Maybe. King is coming up. Maybe, very likely. If you had to choose Ooh, between Emma Stone or Rachel Weiss, which one would take it? I've already gone on record as saying Rachel Weiss. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I know you're not you don't love the movie, but between the two of them, which character did you enjoy more? Now, not to color you, but Emma Stone did go on Graham Norton show and say that her corset shifted her organs during that filming That's for the short times very very dedicated i love the graham norton i show. think in terms Me of too. performance so <laughs> in terms of the performance it would go to weish is yeah. that pronounce it weish i have um, no idea i don't know why i'm asking now um but yeah i think i would give her the edge yeah cool uh, um no, best director <laughs> this category i'm bummed well, we've got Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell 
Pawlowski. Yeah, thank you for Cold Who's War. Uh, Yargos Lanthimos. Lanthimos. Yeah. Lanthimos <laughs> for the favorite. Alfonso Caron for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice. Well, it's going to go to Caron for Roma. Yeah, yeah. it will. That's I'm all. annoyed that Adam McKay's in there. Um, I'm annoyed that half of them are in there. And I'm annoyed <laughs> that Bradley Cooper's not in there. <laughs> I yeah. See, I I can't argue with Spike Lee being Bo in there. Burnham is not on. God, eighth <laughs> grade. I can't so argue good. with Spike Lee being in there. I can't argue no, with Spike Lee. Awesome. Alfonso being in there. Fair enough. I haven't seen Cold War. I haven't, um, and I definitely don't think Adam McKay should be in there. Um, so to me, it's just kind of it's more interesting than upsetting. Um, I just think there's others that you could consider have more of a chance, or not a chance, but more of a reason to get in than yeah. I but that's I would have I would have to see Cold War to know, but it's just other a, than that, I can't really. Uh, other heard, than the Cold War, I can't argue with the other three. Vice or Adam McKay should not be in there. The majority of what I've heard of Cold War is that it's a black and white film that's good, but it's yeah. nothing. I, I don't know. That's just uh, I mean I've heard that's just from the circles that I hear yeah, from. It's one of the most acclaimed movies of the year, easily. Um, I have yeah, it's heard, another yeah, it's another black and white movie. It's based on the director's parents' courtship, I think. Um, which could be beautiful, but yeah, I haven't, I just haven't seen it. And I feel like most people haven't seen it. Oh, most people have um, not seen it. That's why it's such a surprise too, because they're like, what? I think my, like, I would like to see Spike Lee win for this out of all I'd the be people happy. on It's a very, on very here. good job he did. Yeah. Not, I love that movie. Even though I don't like Alfonso Cuaron right now, I want Spike <laughs> Lee to win just because it's been so long since he came back and he came back with something that was so topical oh, yeah. and so well done. For F- the firing on all cylinders today, yeah. yeah. Get Adam McKay out of there. Bring in anybody else, and then I'd be happy. Yep. Right. Um, were there other ones that we wanted to talk about? Well, too? the other major ones are the screenplay ones. Okay, yeah, but we should talk about animated feature. Spider Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Best animated feature was Incredibles Two, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, mm-hmm. uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I'm I'm happy because I'm confident Spider-Man's gonna get it. I really hope it does. I'm pretty confident he'll get it. I'm confident yeah. too. Uh, in second place would probably be Incredibles too yeah. because Oscars do love having Disney. Oh, they always win. give it to Pixar, yeah. or they they used to. I back. think this is the one year though where you can't ignore how fantastic Spider-Man yeah, is. Yeah, I mean my ranking goes Spider-Man, Isle of Dogs, then Incredibles too. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, I forgot that you saw that one. Yeah. Oh, it's so. But yeah, I, I'm confident Spider-Man will win, and I really want Spider-Man to yeah. win. That's the best superhero movie of the year, if you ask it me. It is. Mm-hmm. I that completely agree with not you. Not the best picture. <laughs> well, I guess that could be that ten. Maybe slot. just use your ten slots and nominate Spider-Man. They should use their ten slots. I think that would be more fun for us. Well, to Kyle talk and I about. were talking because again, their ranking thing is so weird. It probably just mathematically, there there just isn't ten movies yeah. that end up getting enough points yeah. to qualify that's why we usually see more of the eight to nine movies and you know what it is the, the average movie grower only sees at most like six movies a year so they yeah, probably if that, yeah. so i would think if you extrapolate that to even people in the industry they probably oh, maybe yeah. only see eight movies yeah, and that's no, again, they pick the, the movies yeah, they've I'm, seen i'm waiting for those anonymous letters the people in the industry the professionals they don't see movies they don't i remember a couple of years ago when 12 years of slave came out like after it won, yeah, should have. I believe it won for best picture. Um, some people came out who were part of the voting committee, and they were like, "We did not see that one, but we felt like we should nominate yeah. it." And yep, that, I remember like, that caused a big uproar. Yep, I remember. And you, I mean, if just one letter came out explicitly saying that, you know, there's 
hundreds. Maybe I mean, the like dozens. So you know, so like many nine, people are it's doing 9, that. It's 9,000 plus. You know, they probably don't really care. It's just something they have to do for their job. It's like they're probably trying to leave the office for the weekend. And they're like, oh, my God, i got to fill this thing out. Um, just give it to that. I didn't see that. But I like them in their last movie. Give it to them, you know. Yeah. It sucks, but that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway. On uh, to the screenplays. And that probably is the last of the major, major ones. Yeah. Um, original screenplay, we have The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Just some vice get out of there. Um, <laughs> first reformed, obviously, I'm on. I, I'm on record. That's what I think is the most deserving and the best of these nominees. I think it's probably gonna go to Green Book. Based on what I saw, um, I would say Green Book has the best screenplay out of these. Really, I would yeah. think that favorite would get it. They, favorite is my second favorite. It's fu- the movie the whole is fine. St- <laughs> I know, but the whole story about how favorite got made was because they had this like quirky screenplay mm-hmm. with no, a lesbian drama. she's been working on it drama. for 20 years. Yeah. So I feel like everybody kind of knows that backstory. So I I kind of, my my pick is favorite. Yeah, I, I think it I might mean, win. I don't if, blame you. If, like, I, I think that Honestly, I think because of First Reform's other wins and seeing that it's actually nominated here, thank God. You know, <laughs> it is a toss-up between favorite, right. First Reformed, and Green Book. I just, I, I feel like Green Book's going to get it. Based on what I saw, I would just... I would just vote for that one to win. Blah. I'm just kidding. I haven't. Seen, I still haven't seen it. We're gonna put out our our Oscar sheets. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make an alternate Oscars. Not only is this who I wanted to win, but this is objectively who should win. That would yeah. actually be really fun. To this do. is the right way to do this. I think right we're gonna do, do that. This. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and we'll see who's right. Mm-hmm. And then adapted screenplay, another Netflix, uh, uh-huh. Coen Brothers, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I don't think anybody saw coming. No. no. Uh, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star's Born. What's funny is that no one saw it coming, but yet it's a Coen Brothers written movie. Yeah. So normally you would be They're like, oh, of course. always winning. They've gotten like seven, eight nominations yeah. or something so for screenplays. So normally you would be like, oh, of course this would get nominated. But I think it's because it was on Netflix and wasn't Well, and it's just a weird much. movie. You know, it's an anthology movie. It and is, those yeah. are not very common. You know, like five, six short little stories mm-hmm. in one. You know, you don't really think of that. But here it is. It's the Coen Brothers. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It's kind of on us for forgetting about it. Yeah, totally. Um, As for who I think will win. I think uh, it goes... Oh, Jesus! actually a tight category, to be honest. I'm going to say Black Klansman or Can You Ever Forgive Me? I can... Based I mean, on past a, winners. There's an argument that A Star is Born should get that. I think there's a lot of love for Beale Street's screenplay more than the movie itself, and I feel like that could win as well. And the Coen brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have yeah. a clear... I'm going to except... go with Can You Ever Forgive Me just because <laughs> I, I can't make me. a good guess. I just want A Star is Born to win. <laughs> Something other than Song, which it's guaranteed. Yeah. I have um, to opt out. I don't know. I feel I like really if Beale Street decide. Could Talk kind of got way sidelined by Anna Perna in favor of Vice. I think yeah. that's kind of what happened. Oh, yeah. Because they it both came out did. around the same time. I mean, time. Beale no, Street Could Vice... Talk got way better reviews. Calling yeah. you out, Anna Perna. You know, it, <laughs> it was... Advice was Annapurna's main priority. They, yeah. which they, makes sense. It was so their widest that, release. So they were pushing works, it. Though. It's just so, ugh. I don't know. Corporate. Well, well, looking on the outside, yeah. It would, I, you oh, would, it makes perfect sense why they would do yeah, that. Yeah. But by but all in, accounts, Beale Street is just 
a way better movie. And it was I'm Adam McKay's see... movie after Big Short. You would think that the quality was going to be there given the performances. And when you got that little snippet of a short yeah. from the trailer, you were like, yeah, this is going to be good. So I get why Annapurna did it. It's just, I think people forget that it was so liberal leaning. It couldn't play everywhere. And, and then they were like, oh yeah, uh oh. And then <laughs> yeah. if Beale Street was so... I don't know, like narrow in its audience scope that it couldn't play everywhere. Maybe. I mean, like from the looks of it, it's just a really beautiful love story. I feel like that would be a little bit more accessible. But, yeah. You know, I'm whatever. gonna be able to see Beale Street in two oh, weeks. Yeah. Me too. It's finally gonna be coming here, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna check that out. So uh, yeah, those the are the only major other awards. one I wanted to talk about was documentary only because I'm really excited for Free Solo getting a nomination. Yeah, that movie is a ridiculous accomplishment. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still just distracted. I don't know, understand how Won't You Be My, My Neighbor isn't even right. nominated. That's the biggest. It doesn't nub. make any sense. To That's me. probably the biggest nub of this year's Oscars. One of the yeah. best movies of the year. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. You know. Everybody, as far as documentaries go, that was like a blockbuster. Right. Um, I, th- I think this goes to show that this was a good year for documentaries. It was an incredible year I mean, for we're also forgetting about three uh, identical, identical strangers. strangers, which is also mm-hmm. pretty beloved this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It, it, just, was a, it was a good year, but I am shocked that one yeah, of, of like, all the, the snubs, best movies. Of all the snubs, that one was the most like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And most people are commenting on it. I just am excited that Free Solo made it in there because it was very like under the radar and yeah. we, yeah, we it played was. it it did so well in the locations well, we it's played like, it you know you see it and it's like just the spectacle because it's the you know it's a yeah. real guy doing a real thing it's like how how the you know and it's like this incredible like climbing like see 2000 to foot cliff face without ropes yeah. is just mind blowing some people Oh, it just it makes you like nervous just talking about it. I kept wait, not knowing not knowing what these other films are except for that they have race related, you know, social uh, social economic yeah. kind of yeah. I kind of want Free Solo or RBG to win because that's yeah. the one we actually played every place uh, other than Won't You Be My Neighbor, which we played everywhere. Like that was, yeah. and that one did so phenomenally good. Twenty plus mil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, was, but it just played in small towns so well. Like mm-hmm. people just wanted because you go there and you leave the theater wanting good. to be a better person. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can resist that movie. No, and you want to be the most a- broken, cynical, cold-hearted, <laughs> bah humbug person. You show them that movie, they're gonna be having tears coming out of their eyes. They're gonna hug their he mother. Lets it out. Oh, <laughs> right. No, it's really sad, and it's not artificial. It's not no. like Green Book, where you're made to feel that yeah, way. You at the watch end. it, he's like, yeah. <laughs> "How is how is this guy real?" He was a treasure. Absolutely.